David. And the first two verses are ones that he quotes directly in Romans 4. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, in whose spirit there is no deceit. Here, in these first two verses, what we see is that all of the emphasis is on God, right? All of the, all of the action originates from him. God is the one who is doing the decisive work. Um, the word blessed or happy or flourishing is the one or happy is the one, blessed is the one. We are in a posture, David is saying, of receiving that's that's who we are in the justification equation. We're not bringing anything to the table. What God is bringing to the table is forgiveness, is mercy. He's, he's covering our sin. He is um, awakening our hearts with his Holy Spirit, and we are the recipients of this. And so, that, so these first two verses show that God is at the center of justification. That doesn't mean we don't do anything, okay? What do we do? For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. Five, verses five and six, I acknowledge my sin to you. I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. So this is the part, quote unquote, of faith that David plays or that we play knowing that nothing can justify us before God and, and cover our sins except God himself, the part that we play in the human element of faith is that we are bringing our sin to the Lord. That, that's the only thing we're contributing here, right? We're, we're bringing our sin. We're not seeking to cover it. We're not seeking to hide it. We are bringing it to the Lord, confessing it, um, articulating our heart's desire to repent, to change, to move away. And it's in response to faith, and that's what faith is. Faith is just coming with an empty hand. It's acknowledging our brokenness. It's acknowledging our fallenness. It's acknowledging the fact that we can't cover our own sin, that, that our sin merits a divine solution. And, and our part in this is simply to acknowledge that to release that, to confess that, to lift that up to the Lord. Let's continue in the psalm. It says, Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. And again, this, this harkens back to um, today is always the right day for repentance. Today is always the right day for confession. Um, David talks about this process of his sin was weighing upon him. He was groaning. God's hand was heavy upon him. Um, he wasn't getting any peace, but it was when he came to the Lord and, and confessed these things and entrusted them to God that God gave him peace over his soul. Then David prays this, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. Um, I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit and bridle or it will not stay with you. So again, David's given us that picture of repentance. Biblical faith is coming to God, confessing our sin, and then asking for a heart of change and repentance, telling the Lord that while we have not been obedient, that our hearts have not been aligned, that our sincerest desire now is that they would be, or that it would be, that our hearts would be aligned, that that obedience would flow from our hearts. And then there's this reminder here at the 
at the end of the psalm. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. This is a stark picture, isn't it? The wicked or those who are unrepentant, those who hide their sin, those who do not confess their sin to the Lord, who take on their sin and bear that themselves, there is a, a sorrow associated with that. There is a, a deep despair, um, even a depression, so to speak, spiritual depression that surrounds that soul that doesn't want to acknowledge their sin, that, doesn't, that wants to keep quiet and keep it under wraps. But just what a beautiful picture of the soul that is freed through confession and repentance. That soul is glad. That soul rejoices. That soul shouts for joy. That soul is upright in heart. What an awesome, awesome picture that David presents here of salvation. And again, going back to Romans 4, this is the psalm that Paul cites as evidence, as exhibit one, for justification by faith, and that it's always been this way for God's salvation for his people, always always by grace through faith. And that is the gospel according to David. All right, um, chew on that one today, and we'll be right back here tomorrow, Thursday, for our next round, but let's pray. Lord, thank you that the gospel is preached with clarity from start to finish in your word. Thank you for your servant, David, who modeled godly faith for us. Lord, we want to have the similar posture of submitting ourselves to you, confessing our sins, asking for repentant hearts, trusting in you, and following you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. See you tomorrow.